there I am. What the fuck? There I am, guys. Trying to get this audio stream set up really quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Who's here today? Uh, bad baby. Did did you say the 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 hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yep. Catch me outside. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside. What does that mean? What I just said. Catch her outside means she'll go outside and do what she has to do. That's what she's talking about. Oh yeah, this yeah, is okay, all, yeah. This is all. But don't you see that this is all mouth? This is mouth. Watch your mouth. Actually, you better watch your mouth, white boy, before I put these gators up your ass and show your inside some style. <laughs> on that warm black dingus for long as he could. <laughs> now, I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing, but I'd kind of like to make love to you tonight. <laughs> that goddamn fucking Elvis Presley. What did you say about the king? I said he died three days before Grouch! Son, you ever say another derogatory word about Elvis Aaron Presley in my presence again, I will kick the living shit out of you! Get this Hollywood loving pussy out of my face. Ellis was in Hollywood! Get the hell out of here! His first film, Love Get Out, was based on Irish folk song. Fuck Groucho! Almost broke my wrist. Do it! Just do it! Make your dreams come true! Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife. It's Shia LaBeouf. Looking in the shadows. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Shit, man. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me tonight on the live stream. Hey, guess what? It's episode 8, and if you have been a fan since day 1, I know some of you claim to be, you know, you put your stuff out there like that, but uh, I said I was only going to do about 8 to 10 episodes, and then I was going to go away for a while. Bye-bye-bye. That's because uh, I got shit to do, man. I live a busy life. I'm just going to take these headphones off, put them back on later. Um, yeah, so I did a podcast from April 2015 to April 2016. And uh, the thing about doing that podcast was trying to do it by myself, talking by myself to a, a microphone with nobody watching. Unlike this live stream, it's not a vidcast, it's a live stream, Um I had no interaction and it kind of became a chore and sometimes I just didn't really want to do it but I committed to that week after week thing and after a year I went away and said the only way I was going to come back is if I was going to make it more of a interactive thing and boy has it been interactive that's for sure. Um, so yeah man uh, this has been pretty fun the last eight weeks I mean dude I'm just so fucking happy with Everything that's going on in my life right now. I mean, last night I went out and saw House of Mary, Yolo Brewing Company. Got to hang out with my main dog, JP. Had some beer that wasn't so good, but hey, that's what we do here in Yolo. Tonight, 
as a celebratory thing for uh, episode eight, I'm drinking uh, bullet bourbon on the rocks. Normally, I drink beer. And uh, I got one of my favorite people on the show tonight. His name is Itagad. I've known him for a quite a long time, and uh, it's going to be nice to catch up. Um, he's in a lot of fucking bands. I mean, this guy, he's been going nonstop. He's a huge inspiration to me. Um, before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to all the people that uh, have given me good feedback and uh, been pretty awesome. You know, like JP, Big Joe, Little Joe Pittman, uh, Josh Lemberg, Danny Trujillo, Alex Casey, Andrew Harms, fucking Drew Mitchell, JK, the list goes on and on. So without you guys being as awesome as you are, I probably wouldn't be doing this shit. Um, but, you know, all good things come to an end and uh, I don't want to overstay my welcome. You know, much like Game of Thrones and uh, American Gods, I'll come back, but you never know when. So uh, I got this baby that uh, is due in about two and a half weeks. She could be coming at any day. Uh, so with that being said, let's call up my buddy Itagad and have a good time. Itagad. There it is. Josiah's phone, Josiah speaking. Just kidding. <laughs> hey. Hey, dude. Well, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me because uh, last week I got his mom, you know, when I tried to come. <laughs> yeah. So. I felt like keeping it a running gag. Yeah. What's up? Dude, thank you for joining me tonight. I'm, I'm so glad to have you part of the show. Uh, yeah, I was just. Thank you for calling me. Dude, I rarely get phone calls. I know it's one of those things. You know, I I talk to my friends and stuff about how back in the day, you know, when well, I mean, you and I were pretty close to the same age, so we've had. Yeah, some, no, I remember. I I, mean, I had to write down phone numbers. Yeah, we've yeah. had we've had cell phones most of our lives, but I mean, I still remember a time where you know you used to call your your friend's house phone and. uh you know, you'd have to ask, you'd have to talk to mom or dad and say, oh, hey, is it dad there? Or, especially if you called a girl, yeah. too. Like, that would be even, that'd be even harder, you know? Like, you'd end up talking to the girl's dad or something like that. Or, you know. <laughs> no, I, I remember uh, the 90s. Yeah, I've had a cell phone for half my life. I got my first cell phone when I was like 14. Yeah. And now I'm 21. <laughs> yeah, and I. Yeah. I am uh twenty six for the last okay. for the last seven years I've been twenty six. So <laughs> All right, yeah, good one. That's a good one to stop. Uh remember someone asked me uh when I wanted to stop aging and I said twenty five. Twenty five was cool. That was good. Yeah, well I always said twenty seven, you know, I wanted to be in that twenty seven club but uh didn't end up working, <laughs> didn't end up working out that way. <laughs> No, yeah, I was I was frightened uh, at the prospect of that. Then I reached 28, and I was like, "Oh, cool, that's great." Yeah. Um, there's a Eminem line that is something along the lines of, 
you're just a baby getting recruited at 18. I'm 28. They're going to take you or they take me. And I'm like, whoa, now I'm 28. I was like 12 or 13 when that song came out. And it's, uh, it's insane. Yeah, I know. I, so I, much. I, I was just listening to Eminem the other day, and it's just like, he's like, 2001. And I'm like, oh, my God, man. <laughs> That's ha- that was half my life ago, almost. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy, dude. I feel the same. I remember uh, Eminem made his major debut when I was like nine, and I fucking loved that shit. Yeah. I, I had multiple CD copies and multiple tape copies, which were all confiscated or broken or stolen by my brother. That Slim Shady LP. And, yeah, okay. that's right, man. I mean, it just brings me back to junior high. I mean, you know, my, my name <laughs> yeah. is. I mean, that was high. And, and then think about yeah. think about like how much he's he's changed. I mean, he's still the same. He's still the same guy. But I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, he's he's definitely matured and gotten better. But I mean, that's still that, yeah. That old stuff is classic. So you can never never yeah, take that that's, away. That's what got him famous, man. It's it's good stuff uh he's an incredible rapper even at this point sometimes i'm like damn dude what are you doing with words because yeah. he's like super into splitting words and getting as much rhyming out of every single syllable as possible so yeah i respect him and i love loving that guy yeah uh, he was my idol for a long time and to me it doesn't matter how popular he gets i mean uh i, I never feel like he sold out i mean he did what he wanted to do from the beginning and everybody, yeah, uh, everybody basically came to him, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think mostly he just uh, got heavy into drugs and yeah. it started fucking him up. That was that was really the only downfall. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I me and you will probably never experience that kind of uh, fame and fortune, and and probably what it does to your psyche, and then having to deal with all the other stuff with. You know, your yeah, fam- no, it's, family it's insane. <laughs> yeah, of course, his family was uh, the main thing. His, his daughter, his wife, it was all out in the open. It's crazy. No, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Uh, to quote another rapper, Talib Kweli said, "Keep the uh, keep the fame. Give me the fortune." And that's that's yeah. that's a really good one, man. I uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's what's going on? We're uh, we've talked a lot about the '90s uh, rappers. This is good. I like this so far, dude. Do you remember uh, when we first met at the courthouse? Yes, yes. I'm so glad. Yes, I... Well, uh, the, here's the thing: is uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up because we. I think the first time we officially talked to each other was in that acting class. But I was gonna say, you know, like. I remember seeing you at, at the Yolo County Courthouse. I was there too. Yes. We were there for a uh, a jury duty. We both got called yes. in, and uh, fortunately, uh, after a long day, we both got called out. But you, I think it's okay now. We could talk <laughs> about it. Do you remember that that case that was going on at that time? No, not at all. If anything, it was maybe like I don't know, a hit and run. That would be my best guess. I I really don't recall at all. Well, I'll tell you what it was because I'll never forget it. It was my only uh, experience with jury duty. And it happened to be something about like uh, uh, some sort of underage uh, sexual assault. And it had to do with a a, a man who uh, he spoke mostly Spanish. 
and uh, uh, he was being accused by uh, a younger girl, and I believe he worked at like a school or something, and so they had to con- yeah, they had to con- con- constantly bring in these um, interpreters because legally. They have like I think it's like thirty minutes or an hour. They have to bring in an interpreter and then they switch and uh, I don't know what it has to do with like. Oh wait, Uh, we have a couple of guests, so I'm gonna have to put my phone on speaker. Okay. Uh, Just. Oh wait. Yeah, is is speaker gonna be bad? I don't know. We'll we'll test it out right now. All right, let's let's give it a quick go here. All right. Uh, On speaker. Okay. All right. Um, oh. All right. We're. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Are we good? Yeah, I still hear you. Okay, so so there was the the case of this man, this person. Yeah, and so yeah, I don't I don't really know what happened with the outcome of the case. I just know that if we we were dismissed. Yeah, if we ended up having to be on that jury, I I can only assume that it was going to be a very long and and difficult case. So yeah, no, I was there like a long part of that day, and I was so relieved to be gone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I want to try to believe in in the court system and and all that kind of stuff, but uh, at that moment, I was like, ugh, this is not going to be good for for this. I mean. Really, you don't want people part of a jury that don't want to be there. And so, obviously, I didn't want to be there. You didn't want to be there. So I'm glad that we got called out. But uh, I, I don't really envy those people that, that were there. <laughs> yes. Well, that was our first time uh, seeing each other, I believe, yeah. interacting in some form or fashion. And so, yeah, man, like that – Um. Right around that time was when I was done with my band uh, same time. You know, I'd been in a few bands for throughout the 2000s, and I, I want to say that was maybe like 2010. And then later, um, we ended up being in an acting class together at uh, Woodland, Com- yeah. Woodland Community College. Um, I can only assume that you were doing some sort of educational uh, program and that you, you just chose acting as an elective, whereas I was like, I was kind of interested in acting and just wanted to try it out. And I just signed up out of nowhere. So uh, was that the case where you actually like, you know, yeah, I was, I was so happy to see that they had acting. Cause I remember like the first semester I went, they had acting, but I didn't take it. And then they took it away for like a couple semesters. So I jumped on that when it came back. Uh, I was very happy about that because uh, I like school, but it's not fun all the time. So it was great to act. Yeah. I mean, and it was an interesting class. I mean, I remember the teacher. His name was Russell St. Clair. He, yeah. And he didn't really try to paint any sort of picture of like, you know, false Hollywood dreams. You know, he, he had probably been in a few TV shows as an extra or, you know, kind of a minor character. But, uh, yeah. At the same time, he seemed really passionate about movies, not just, you know, stage acting, which is like a lot of actors. Are, are definitely into the theater, but don't really like TV and movies. And this guy seemed to be into the, the that entertainment aspect. So uh, I had a fun time in that class, though. And, and we did a scene together uh, from Ameri- yeah. American Buffalo. That was fun. And then I remember you did a monologue, and you absolutely killed it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was about, like, a, a Native American who had uh, alcoholism and 
Dude, I was yeah had goosebumps, man. Like you could. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Someone told me they were uh, they were tearing up. It was it was good. It was really well written monologue. I remember like bits and pieces of it, but oh uh, man, I wish I could still recite that. It was fucking beautiful. Yeah, and you know what's funny too is after that, I wanted to continue my acting, and so there were two different paths that I've, I could have chosen uh, through you know further education. One of them was the B Street Theater, which was a theater downtown Sacramento, and another one was some theater in Folsom. And I don't know why, but I just wanted to do the Folsom one. I think maybe I was kind of intimidated of like trying to go downtown you know, every couple of days during the week and paying for parking. And I don't know, that whole thing just kind of tripped me out. And so I chose the latter. I went, chose the Folsom one and paid this lady a hundred dollars. And then basically she told me, uh, the thing was canceled. Uh, she was doing a lot of children, children's acting classes, but the adult acting class was canceled. And, uh, I actually never did get my hundred dollars back, <laughs> even though That's I tried. Good. And uh, uh, by that time, the B Street Theater was already in the middle of its its uh, semester. So from there, it just never happened again. And who knows what my acting career could have been? But uh, uh, the suitcase, correct? Was that? Was uh, the suitcase the name of the short film you made? Oh yeah, that, uh, the, yeah, the briefcase. Yeah. Well, oh, briefcase. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, no, that was good. Yeah, oh, dude, I'm glad that you watched it. You know, um, you know J.K. Uh, probably know J.P. a little bit. Of you know, we yeah. used we used to make all sorts. Same of, time. Yeah, Mark Norton. You know, we used to make all sorts of movies back when we were in high school, and uh, you know, that was just kind of a continuation Same of that. Track. I had a uh, I had a special camera lens that I ordered that went over the iPhone. And uh, wanted to try it out, and I actually entered a contest, and it was to create a five-minute short film uh, for that that camera lens. Like you had to use that camera lens, and it was kind of part of the thing. And so it was really hard to edit like a a, a story into five minutes, but uh, we did it, and it was fun. And and that I, on my YouTube page, that video has more views than anything else. Like you know, it's in the hundreds, which is insane to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. I've probably got like 40 tops. Uh, but yeah, the briefcase was great. I remember watching that a couple of times. Uh, JK's acting in general is just uh, very entertaining. Uh, I love seeing that guy on film. Yeah, dude, I, I love JK too. So anyways, I want to talk a little bit. Um, during that time when I, you know, we started doing this acting thing, I know that you were doing music. Um, what... Would you say that like you were doing creepy little legs at that time? Uh, most likely, creepy little legs started in like September of two thousand nine. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that was probably a little after that. So, before creepy little legs, like you know, because that's pretty much the the band you were in the longest, I would say. Um, what, yeah. like, kind of like, how did the whole thing start? Like with you and wanting to actually make music, um, all the way back, uh, I took band in like fourth grade and I kept that up through like eighth grade, but I quit in eighth grade because I didn't like the band teacher. And then I took home ec. So I love baking as well. 
Um, but I didn't really, I like was making beats when I was like 14 and that was only because I wanted to rap and I had no beats. So I had to make my own beats, but they all sounded like, uh, British garage hip hop beats and they were very poor, but it was very fun to make. Uh, eventually by the time I was 18, a friend of mine by the name of Steven Bayan, uh, took me to perform at shows. So I started rapping when I was around 18. And that was for most of 18 and 19. I was doing a lot of hip-hop around Davis, Sacramento, and Woodland. And then uh, I met uh, Munchie, who I formed uh, Creepy Little Legs with. And that was around 2009. And that was the formation of my musical career. So with, I mean, starting out with hip-hop, like, how did, what really um, inspired you to transition into, like, more of like a, a, you know, a punk, proto-punk, indie-type sound? Uh, mostly I was bored with a lot of hip-hop. I stopped listening to it uh, when I was like 16 or 17. So it was mostly from like 12 to 16, 17. I listened to a lot of Eminem, Nonfiction, Sage Francis, Atmosphere, uh, Merce, just underground shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like I got super bored with it because nothing was interesting to me. And I remember the first band who I ever heard was like, whoa, this is really good, was uh, Block Party, and it was their song Banquet. Mm-hmm. And I believe they performed it on Conan O'Brien, and I downloaded it on, like, Frostwire or LimeWire or Kazaa, I yeah. don't know what it was at the time. Um, but I slowly got into a lot of indie stuff after that. Uh, I fell in love with Fallout Boy. Uh, my secret motto for Creepy Little Legs was basically, uh, uh, I made Fallout Boys, so now listen to this. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, man. So you would say Creepy Little Legs was kind of your, your first band um, where you were actually playing an instrument. Yeah, I, mean, I, even, I didn't I mean, know how to play you made beats and stuff as a hip hop artist, but like actually like yeah. picking up a guitar or something like that. That was your first band. Yeah, I bought a guitar off of a guy you may know by the name of Robbie Alderetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when I was like 16 or 17, I bought a Fender uh, for like $100 off of him. It's still my main electric guitar that I use. Um, but I never learned to play it until I was like, um, yeah, like. 19 or 20 and that's that was creepy little legs i couldn't sing at all i couldn't play guitar i couldn't really play drums or anything else so like it was uh the first recordings you hear are like yeah four or five months of knowing how to play a guitar well i mean to me it doesn't really matter about like technical skill because i mean you know like i'm a lifelong nirvana fan Kurt Cobain, you know, obviously known for writing these great songs, but he was not a great guitarist. And in one of his, right. his journals, you know, that I I bought way back in the day, he, he actually wrote that he didn't want to get too good at his instrument because then he, feel, he felt like other people's styles would influence. It would basically take over his own songwriting process. So he didn't want to get too good, you know, because he had his own yeah. style. And um I I definitely I can understand that because 
every time I pick up a guitar now, it sounds like something that I've been listening to. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I I don't appreciate uh, technical skill and capability as much as other people. I like my music uh, very simple and poorly recorded and poorly performed sometimes. So I have you listed as being in like seven different bands. Well, maybe six. Um, so first of all, Death the Kid was that yes. your alter ego as a hip hop artist? Uh, no, that was more my uh, alter band ego uh, from Creepy Little Legs. Like okay. I just wrote too many songs that we clearly couldn't play or learn all of them. So we we well, I I just recorded that one one I don't know like weekend or some shit. And it was a whole bunch of songs okay. I had that I've been wanting to do. So your hip-hop stuff, you went under the name Idigad? Yes. Okay. And now I want to ask you about this band. Um, I was not around for this band, but I'm like so super fascinated with it. And that is the Desperate Faggots. Um, oh, yeah. What's so super controversial name? I'm sure that uh, yes. you guys had a hard time um, getting shows. But... Uh, no, surprisingly not. Oh, really? Okay. So the was, only thing yeah. the only thing I really know about this band, other than the videos uh, that I that I've seen on YouTube, is uh, I know you played with a guy. His name is Harry Thomas. Is that correct? Yes, indeed. Yeah, and I then love that guy. There was a a, a girl named uh, Adrian who also was in the band. Yes, I love Adrian as well. And uh, I don't know who the uh, the fourth member was. I don't know if there was four members, but that was. Desperate Donnie, a guy by the name of Kevin Murray. Uh, I love that guy as well. He is a swell feller. So just tell me, like, what? How did that band start? And uh, what? What did you? You know, what was the? What was the goal? What really happened with that whole scene? So the lowdown was: I went to Watermelon Music in Woodland when there was a Watermelon Music in Woodland, and this guy was like, "Hey, this dude named Harry is putting on a show. You should, uh, you should hit him up and see what's going on. He wants to play a festival or something at Woodland Community College." And I was like, "Okay, that's cool," and I never got the guy's information because I was like, "Yeah, whatever. This dude's probably like forty or fifty, and he likes to play blues rock or something." Um, but eventually I met him through my friend, Stephen Bayan, who was, uh, the guy who got me into hip hop shows. Uh, Harry had a studio in Woodland and it was called the establishment and like went for some meetings for this club he had going on for WCC called Cobra Culture. And, um, we ended up recording everyone there recorded on this group jam session and uh, me and Steven, who goes by the name of Chaotic, we uh, were up, and I don't know what happened with those recordings, but later on, the festival happened, Creepy Little Legs played, and at the festival, Harry comes up to me and Munchie of Creepy Little Legs, He's like, hey, I'm starting this band up called The Desperate Faggots, from now uh, to be known as DF, uh, and he, he just uh, wanted us to join. He just saw us play that one time, and he had us rap in his studio, and uh, we went to jam with him. This guy by the name of Eddie Madueño was also there when we went to the first jam session. So it was us four. Uh, and I don't know, we played a couple songs. It was just kind of weird. Uh, we disbanded. 
And, uh, like, eventually Harry hit me up again. He saw me riding my bike. He followed me. He was like, hey, I'm going to play you this song. These are the songs I want us to play. And it was very sweet. And I was uh, forever endeared to him because he followed me on bike for, like, a minute or two from his studio all the way to, like, um, I don't know, somewhere on Main Street, past Nugget. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we started that band up. He was like, I've got this girl named Adrian. She wants to sing. And I know this guy through uh, Eddie named uh, Kevin. And uh, we all started jamming. Uh, DF basically was, uh, we were a British band who landed in America. We had British accents when we performed. We had an entire stage show. We had a uh, fake blood zombies and the like. Um, yeah, that's, that was our short existence. It was about a year and a half. Uh, the two lead singers, Harry and Adrian were dating. They had a little falling out. There was a tumultuous, uh, outing of, our drummer, Destiny, um, and we added for a short while, maybe like one or two shows, Thomas Waldron on drums, mm -hmm. uh, and we played our last show in like Nevada City in 2013, and I was very disappointed because it was a sad show, and it was uh, when Bomb the Music Industry was doing their last tour, and it was the same day, so I missed Bomb the Music Industry oh, uh, to play a DF show. What a bummer! I mean, if you're if you're gonna miss a, a show, at least you were playing a show, you know. So um, yeah, no, that was very cool. It was really awesome. I saw puppeteers. I saw mechanical fire thingies. Uh, it was like a burger event. It was cool, actually. But uh, everyone was just kind of sad and angry. Yeah. Well, I I hope one day I get it. I get to meet Harry because I'm like super fascinated by you know uh, that time period because I really wish I was involved in the 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 scene at that time i mean it seemed like there was a lot of stuff going on at least in woodland i mean he did yeah. his uh he did the woodland music scene stuff on youtube uh i know yeah um morrison's whatever they wanted i forget what they called it over the mojos they had a scene you know they had a thing going on in mojos mason rex was like the host over there and then yeah um I've seen, you know, Harry made a music video that I thought was super creative. And then I know you guys did like a podcast one time, which I never got a chance to listen to. But uh, Yeah, no, we tried to make a few of those. It was uh, poorly uh, planned out, but we had a shitload of fun. We ended up just making fake commercials. Yeah. Uh, that's why the podcast never took off. So you still keep in touch with that guy? Yeah, I was very happy to see him uh, earlier in April. I wanted him to feature on a Car Crash Heart set, uh, but I couldn't get a hold of him. He is a teacher now, which is pretty oh, cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, he's a great guy. I respect him very much as a person and as a songwriter and love him as a songwriter. He's uh, very talented. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. Um, how about any of the other members of the band? Um you talk to them. Oh, all. so yes, I was lucky enough to uh, hang out with Adrian. She went to uh, one of the last Car Crash Heart shows. She missed our set, but it's okay. Uh, I was very happy to see her. Maybe a month before that, I saw Kevin Murray at one of my Car Crash Heart shows, and uh, it was good. I enjoy those people very much. Uh, most of my closest friends are all band members, and it's really cool. Everyone I know is uh, like all in bands, and 
uh, it was uh, unfortunate that you couldn't be involved with the music scene around that time because I do remember, uh, I don't know if I saw Same Time with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you quit or if you just ended and turned into Classic Black. Mm-hmm. But I do remember one of the first times I met JK, he was talking about how I believe Same Time was going in to record like Plaza Law. Yeah. and a couple other songs. I just remember that specifically because it was a very strange name, but I do remember that, Blackwater Mist, yeah. and some shit like that. And I was like, whoa, wait, they're referencing Dragon Ball Z? I was like, <laughs> hold up, this is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely right. So I'll tell you this, Twaza Law is a, is a word that comes from a movie called The Ice Harvest with uh, John Cusack. And uh, it's basically... <laughs> Just a rundown of the movie. Um, uh, he's he's kind of like involved with the mafia during like a Christmas, and uh, he picks up Oliver Platt, the actor, who's very drunk, and he talks about a woman's vagina and calls it a twaza la. So we always kept that word, and and that that ended up being the title of a song. But uh, <laughs> so also so also during that time, I know it seemed like. Um, I talking to Josiah last week. Uh, you started the car crash hearts. Um, so my assumption is creepy little legs kind of broke up um, for a while uh, during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, what in what kind of inspired the car crash hearts and um, how did you who was involved with the band at that time? So what happened was Creepy Little Legs first broke up in 2013, the summer of 2013. At that time, uh, the band included uh, uh, up to four members and as little as one. Um, so we ended and we still had a couple of shows. Uh, we had like a show in Cheers, or at Cheers in Vacaville and like somewhere else. So I had Harry and a guy by the name, name of Nelson Perez fill in. Uh, so they were a interim creepy little legs, um, but it was really just songs that would slowly turn to Car Crash Hearts. So Car Crash Hearts started in like 2013, and it was mostly me. Uh, I mostly just played at Naked Lounge a couple of times, and I played at the house in which uh, Josiah lived at the time in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And I played at this place called uh, the Yurt, Yurt Villa somewhere in like the country roads of Davis, which is where I'm at right now, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big up to Davis. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was what was going on with that. Um, I, I, I really only played by myself. I think I had, uh, my friend by the name of Eddie again, who is one of the, uh, former DF members, one of the original DF members. Mm-hmm. I had him feature on guitar and we played like one show together at Naked Lounge's Car Crash Hearts. And, um, it was mostly inspired by, uh, Dion of the Dion and the Belmont scene. I was listening to a lot of doo-wop and a lot of horror punk. So a lot of misfits, a lot of blitz kid. And I was working in the fields as a field researcher, but mostly I was just like tagging, uh, stocks of corn for like 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like 10 hours a day, I would just listen to oldies, uh, rock and roll, like fifties rock and roll. And that's what I wanted car crash hearts to sound like. 
Um, but it's very difficult for me to reach out and get shows. Um, so it kind of fizzled out. Um, I started dating my ex again, which is uh, Munchie from Creepy Little yeah. Legs. And mm-hmm. we were like, hey, uh, let's make music together. We shortly uh, joined and formed this band called Cherry Pit with uh, this uh, feller by the name of Sonia, who uh, was living in back of at the time. And um, we recorded like one song demo. And within like a week, we had... Uh, show and a write-up in SNR, and it was like, what the fuck? We just started this band yeah. with this person. I was playing drums, uh, Munchie was playing bass, and Sonya was singing. Uh, we had um, Dude, I David tot- Morales. I totally forgot about Cherry Pit until you say that now. Oh. So now, I mean, yeah. I remember that band, and then, you know, she like got married yeah. or something like that. Yeah, she got married and stopped playing music. Um, she was a very great songwriter. Uh, unfortunately, she just didn't. Uh, she didn't have complete passion for it. So, uh, me and Munch were like, "Well, fuck it. Uh, let's start Creepy Little Legs up." So we had a shitload of songs. I had holdovers from Car Crash Hearts. I think like one or two Car Crash Hearts songs ended up making it into the Creepy Little Legs set. Uh, we tried to find the drummer. Because our original drummer, Andrew Bueno, was, um, I don't know, it was just strange. Stuff happened, and he wasn't, like, hanging out. He had two kids, full-time job and shit. So we didn't want to hit him up. And um, we had J.K. practice with us a couple of times, which was really cool. Um, We had never sounded better because, as you know, J.K. is an amazing fucking drummer. Uh, He's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but um, he was uh, more busy with work, and a friend of ours by the name of Davy O'Mulligan, uh, birth name, he was like, hey, uh, actually him and the, he's in a band called the O'Mulligans, mm-hmm. and his uh, his drummer for that band also reached out to us as well, and was like, hey, I'm an actual drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a kind of difficult decision, but uh, Davy was just, so sweet and near and dear to our hearts. We would see him more often at shows. So we were like, hey, man, uh, you want to try and jump with us? And he joined the band. And that was in around 2015, mm-hmm. like May 2015. And Creepy Little Legs started back up. Um, and yeah. Yeah, well, that's, I, I got to say, I mean, like, um, you're, you know, Creepy Little Legs put out a lot of a lot of albums and singles um i gotta say for me personally uh the opinions matter ep was uh the highlight for me i think that was kind of like oh wow that was such a uh i mean that album i listened to a ton you know i mean obviously it's like uh beetlejuice and uh you know halloween and hell i mean both of those tracks thank you and uh i mean you know, I think it was uh, not too long after you guys put that out. I actually did a, um, I went to see you guys at the uh, Cafe Colonial, and there's one video out there of an entire set, and I think that that pretty much captures yeah. like you guys at your best. Um, there's a ton of creepy little legs videos, but uh, it was a good night, man, and you guys played very well. It was hot. I remember summertime. You know, every, <laughs> everybody's very sweaty. Um, oh man. But oh yeah, it's 
that uh, the one where I'm referenced as like a wrestler at some point? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I would. I didn't really quite remember that, but I do remember you going to the stag to see us and film us. So you oh, got yeah. a couple of uh, videos of that. Yes, I believe true. Wayne Jetski was on that bill as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then I know you guys uh, were recording with Mason Rex, and then it seemed like not too long after that, the band just kind of uh, parted ways. Um, and yeah. then you started, well... What happened first? Did you start the Car Crash Hearts Up first, or did you join uh, Wayne Jetski? Oh, I joined Wayne Jetski before I decided to really start Car Crash Hearts Up again. Because, okay. like, in between the holdover period, uh, I recorded a, a solo album as Itagad, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Death Comes in a Wave of Torture. And yeah. that was me just, like, wallowing in uh, anger and being bored. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Wayne Jetski was uh, humble enough to to extend an arm and be like, "Come with me, brother, and <laughs> let's run through the field." And we did. It yeah. was great. All right. So before uh, yeah. before we continue with this Wayne Jetski stuff, I just got to ask you about two things. One yeah. is, uh, tell me about the mass fits. Wait, what was that? The mass fits. Oh, the mass fits. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so, um, like, uh, I remember I was like 20 when I first heard the Misfits. I didn't uh, grow to fully appreciate and love them until I was like 24. But uh, I figured I could do the same shtick except with uh, Christian themes. And mass <laughs> fits, as in going to mass, uh, we had Christmas Eve, which was uh, chimney fires burning bright. Uh, Jack Frost face in the night. I remember Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, That's Christmas perfect. Eve. So, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to continue that like a couple of years ago, but um, I just, uh, yeah, it, it was not as high on my priorities. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is the gooey crew. The gooey crew. I love the gooey crew. So do I. Uh, the Gooey Crew started, uh, it was uh, my buddy Eddie once again, who uh, used to go by various rap names, uh, Dino One being one of them, um, Truth Gooey. Basically, um, we had a creative writing class at Woodland Community College, and we would typically go in extremely high, um, maybe drunk. Uh, I don't know. I think we mostly just drank afterwards. Uh because we'd have the class on Tuesday, so we'd be like, hey, it's all can Tuesday, and we'd also have it on Thursday, Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. So we would immediately go drinking and start freestyling to beats, because I had, like, I don't know, at the time, like 50, 60 beats just stockpiled uh, from the year before that I had just been making. And he was like, hey, man, I like to rap. I'd like to rap. Do you want to rap, record some shit? And I had access to the creepy little studio, so we were constantly recording. Uh, we just went in there one day, and he, he chose a beat. He was like, all right, let's just rap about killing vampires. And our first song was Vampire Killers. You can find that on One Nation Under Goo, which is at creepylittlelegs.bandcamp.com. Uh, it is under the Gooey Crew. There's a giant mushroom cloud on the cover. Uh, we recorded a lot of songs. Um, it was it was very good. Uh, I enjoyed that. We were just super drunk and stoned, and that was in like 2013. 
Um, we didn't do anything for like a couple of years, um, mostly because uh, I was inactive musically. Um, did some car crash hard stuff, but uh, I did nothing for a couple of years. And in like 2015, we started hanging out about Oregon, and we recorded the second album, uh, New Orleans to Shanghai, which was uh, a much better recording because Eddie was like, hey, man, I went to the music store, and I was like, yo, what's the best cheapest mic I can get? And the guy was like, yo, it's this one. It's $100, and it was a USB mic, and it sounded beautiful. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did a lot more um, 90, early 90s-influenced hip-hop beats, and we recorded some of my favorite tracks of all time. Dude, that's man. that's so awesome, man. Like I it it's funny because I look at your your discography on your page. That's uh creepylittlelegs.bandcamp.com for all the people that yeah. want to check it out. Um yeah, and I, do so. and like before I even saw that you liked these guys, I was like he reminds me of the band Guided by Voices. And cause, oh, yeah. and it's just like Great. all the uh, you you put out so much stuff, man. Like I I've said it in the past. Like I'm so jealous that you have that amount of uh, creativity and uh, uh, persistence. You know, like so absolutely. Like I'm just I'm so happy that uh, uh, there's people like you. You know, especially you. Not just people like you, but you are in this world because you. you serve as an inspiration to me and. Uh, hopefully a lot of other people um so so creepy you uh so wayne jetski you're doing uh uh are you just playing drums in wayne jetski or um do you do other instruments as well so wayne jetski is an all-encompassing band (laughs) it's a band um no i started out my first two shows were like in chico and i think i played drum machines um, when I first practiced with Wayne Jetski, I was using keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't pan out too well, so eventually I switched over to bass because uh, their previous bassist had been poached, mm-hmm. scrambled, and served in a platter. I believe you've seen him. His name is uh, Spencer Burns. I just saw him <laughs> and, last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he is in House of Mary. They are a very great band. Um, but unfortunately, because of that, uh, Wayne Jetski was left bassistless. Yes. So I filled in that, that void for a hot minute. I tried to learn as many songs as I could. Uh, we played a few shows with me as bassist. I think like the first, if not the most prominent one I remember, was at Woodstock in Davis. And that was like the first show we had most of us there to jam out and it was uh it was good, but eventually the drummer wasn't able to make as many shows, so I started filling in and on drums and with Wayne Jetski you can essentially do uh whatever you want. It's like working at Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah. Which I've done as well. So at M and M. you know, tell me like a little bit about uh um your relationship with Josiah, because it's like I've I've hung out I've hung out with you I've hung out with you guys individually and like it makes like to me I'm like it makes perfect sense that you guys would be friends and be um, um, musicians together in the same band. Oh yeah, it would. Um, it was destiny. I <laughs> I like you imagine because we're both from Woodland. Uh, we originally knew each other in like second grade. 
that's um, great. I do recall, yeah, I went to a couple of his birthday parties. Um, one of them was at the bowling alley. The other, I believe, was at McDonald's, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then I didn't really see him very much. I think I saw him, like, once or twice in high school. And I was like, wait, is that him? And then I saw him, or no, I had a class with him in college, I believe. Um, it was, like, government or poli-sci, um, which I guess is, like, almost the same thing. But I didn't really see him very much until the Woodland Scene thing was going on, which was around 2010. And I remember there was a big meeting at Spencer Burns' house, and there were a lot of Woodland musicians there. It was packed, like 20 heads deep. Nice. Um, it was really cool. We were all just like talking about things we wanted to do. But I remember seeing Josiah there, and I remember people were playing music. And uh, Spencer Burns handed a guitar to Josiah, and he was like, like, play some jazz or something. And Josiah was like, I can't. And he was like, what do you mean? I can't. And I don't really remember. I just remember thinking, can he not play guitar? And that was like all I, I remember. Um, but eventually, uh, as you know, there was a monumental band from Woodland called Apartment D203. Absolutely. Um, yes, that's how I began to see uh, Josiah more and more. And I don't remember if uh, we played on the same bill, but it was a show at the Stag. I know Creepy Little Legs had played, and it was just after I had recorded the Arnold Reagan, Ronald Schwarzenegger album for Itagad. Oh, thank you. Um, So I remember after the show, I had a whole bunch of CDs, and Josiah came up to me, and I gave him the album. Um, That that was, oh, even before, actually at the Woodland Scene meeting, um, I remember I had this song with Creepy Little Legs called Cigarette Burns, and there was a line in the song which says, um, be safe, use a condom when you fuck the police. <laughs> and and um, Josiah, I remember, specifically said out loud the veracity, the audacity for someone to say something positive about creepy little, little legs within a year of their existence. He said, anyone who says fuck the police is okay with me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, like I gave him a CD after this stack show and I remember like, I don't know, months later seeing a little post on either Facebook or MySpace. I'm not sure which it would have been, but, um, I believe he posted, I'm spending my new year's listening to creepy little legs. And I was like, Oh shit, that's really sweet. Uh, something along those lines. And I, I still, uh, never hung out with him too much or, uh, really got to see him very much until, uh, after Creepy Little Legs was ending. And that was uh, around 2013. Uh, I remember me and the 2,000 persons of Gooey Crew hung out with him uh, in the Target parking lot, and we were just smoking and kicking freestyle. Parking lot rappers. We were rappers. Yes. And um, that was one of the first times I hung out with him. Another time, like, he hit me up, and he went to my house, and... He was like, hey, I'm outside, and he had this uh, station wagon. And this, I think, was like the first, first time I hung out with him, probably even before the Gooey Crew stuff. 
But uh, I don't remember what we were talking about, but uh, I remember he had a knife in the back of his car or something. And he was like, I got a knife over here. And he said something along the lines of, don't worry, I'm not going to stab you with it or something like that. And I remember thinking like, yeah, I don't think you are. And I probably said, yeah, it's cool. I don't think you are. But uh, it was it was great. I was like, oh, this, this guy's perfectly normal. <laughs> this is great. Um, so, yeah, uh, it was one of the better uh, stories I have where someone pulls out a knife on me. <laughs> um, so that was cool. Um, yeah, slowly developed over that. Um, we started hanging out more and more because I would uh, go to Wayne Jetski shows. Wayne Jetski and Car Crash Heart started roughly around the same time frame, probably within a year of each other or so. Um, but yeah, I played a lot of shows with Wayne Jetski early on and I loved them. Um, when I heard the song Paul Barabo by Wayne Jetski, I was like floored because not, not a lot of people seemed to know about Paul Barabo at the time. And, um, like I'd been listening to him for a while already and I was like, whoa, someone else listens to Paul Barabo and, and uh, I remember listening to their first album, album Kirk, uh, Kirk Bandera, Laser Rosado, Laser Bandera, mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Rosado. Um, one of those is incorrect, I believe. <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of good songs on there. Uh, it was amazing, and it was stuff that I related to, and I liked the style of recording. And then all hell broke loose when he released um, that Jesus song. And I was like, holy shit, this <laughs> motherfucker, did he just steal my one, two, three, four? <laughs> Which, I, I don't know, that's arguable, it's debatable. But um, I remember at that point, I was like, fuck, dude, this is so good. So I would go to as many of their shows as possible. And it was really great um, to eventually get closer to the Wayne Jetski family and eventually be um, initiated under candlelight. Yeah, and, you know, that's why I love you guys, man, because, you know, playing in same time, you know, our band was very technical, um, and, you know, we wanted to come off as being very polished, um, being very good musicians, and, um, you know, the thing is, by by the end, there was a lot of uh, musical differences. Obviously, you know, when you've been in a, as many bands as you've been in, uh, you know what musical differences can be like. But, um, you know, both Car Crash Hearts, Creepy Little Eggs, Wayne Jetski, like all these bands, like it seems like it's more about just the vibe and it's more about, you know, a little bit of chaos than just uh, uh, masturbating with your guitar, you know, like and... <laughs> That's yeah. that's pretty much like I I wish that you know we could have done a little bit more stuff along those lines but hey you guys are continuing to wave the flag for uh yeah. uh being kind of controversial and uh yeah. not only that I mean it's just mm-hmm. good there there are good songs I mean you guys are all great songwriters and and I'm so happy that you guys are continuing what you're doing and you my friend are one of the busiest guys in the world, the only other person that's busier than you is uh, Phoebe. And <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, no, we know that. Yeah. It's insane. But uh, um, you're so you're doing Wayne Jet Ski, you're doing Car Crash Hearts, and now tell me about Melissa. So you start playing with uh, uh, a young lady named Melissa Schiller. Yeah. So tell mm-hmm. me, tell me a little bit. About, tell tell me a little bit about that. 
So Melissa Schiller is a uh, local tastemaker, DJ extraordinaire. Um, she has a show that airs every other Monday from 2.30 to 4.30. Um, she also uh, helps book and helps run a house venue in Davis called The Morgue. Um, she also has a band called Melissa Schiller and the Baker Miller Pinks. Um, I am the drummer for that band, and she is awesome. I love her. She's great. She's a great songwriter. I'll fuck with lame shit is what I'm saying. Um, she's very good, and I enjoy her songs, and I enjoy her, and we're playing music. It's great. Well, I definitely uh, I look forward to seeing you play with her because she's uh, one of the only... Out of all the bands that we're talking about, she's the only one that I haven't seen. Actually, to be honest, I haven't seen the Car Crash Hearts live either. So, we mm -hmm. need, I definitely need to get that. Uh, uh, she is in the Car Crash Hearts. Uh, at the moment, as it stands, uh, my windows are fogged up. I'm sure people passing by think someone is having sex in this car, but it's just the four members of the Car Crash Hearts, the four official members of the Car Crash Hearts, the current official members okay. of the car crash so, in the car, which has not crashed. Uh, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. It is uh, I-D-E-G-A-D. You know me. Yes. Uh, Melissa Schiller, Much Schiller, Josiah Masteller, uh, he's Stellar. Oh, Defiance and Phoebe Masteller. Defiance. Yeah, yes. Defiance. Uh, those are the official members. We have an interim drummer by the name of Davey O'Mulligan, Car Crash Heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, so, that's, uh, that is, that's it. That sounds like that sounds amazing. You know, somebody yeah, needs somebody needs to take photos of that right now. Um, yeah, yeah, we we don't have official photos. Yes. Well, hey man, I got a camera. Just so you know. Oh yeah, we we will be down. Um, we love that. We only have like two photos posted um i think none of our faces are completely discernible in either of them yes <laughs> so the other thing i want to talk to you about is that out of everybody that i've ever met like you are the most supportive person of the sacramento music scene um you are always oh, no. you are always like sharing uh your peers you know shows coming up you're always going to shows who are some of your favorite bands in Sacramento? Who do oh people, my who, who do people need to know about um, right now um, if they haven't heard well, of them? Of course, everyone in here knows that I'm about to say the Car Crash Heart. Yes. Uh, the Poly Orchids. The Poly Orchids are my favorite yeah, local band. They are this band from Winters, California. Shout out uh, to Winters. Is, Yes, shout out to Winters. It is beautiful there, and there's that place by Palms that makes good pizza. Um, but yeah, it is what? Justin, Travis, and Tony, and they uh, they play this Americana folk punky kind of thing. It's a little country, but I remember uh, I, I was listening to them uh, a long time ago when they had first started up, when they had, I don't know, like 10, 20, 50 likes maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, who's this band? They're kind of cool. It's like punky and lo-fi. And I remember the next day, uh, Munchie hit me up, and she was like, hey, this band, Polly Orchids, wants to play with us. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see what happens. And it was 
us, Piscat and Polly Orchids. Uh, women was on the bill, but they had to drop at the last minute, which would have been great because I'd just seen them a few months ago, and they were good, uh, so good, but it was a cover set of Against Me, which I am excited because I'm going to get to see Against Me. Um, so that's next month, but uh, Polly Orchids are great. Polly Orchids are opening for Against Me in my dreams. That would be really cool to see. Nice. But uh, that that's my main band. I, I love that band very much. Of course, I greatly love and care for the Elmoligans. Uh, they were one of the first bands to to really say, hey, creepy little legs, y'all are okay. Play shows with us. Uh, I love Dandelion Massacre as well. Uh, as you know, I love folk music. That um, That is very folky. In that band is uh, our Car Crash Hearts bassist, D.B. Masteller Defiance, along with uh, there's actually a lot of people. I, it's, uh, yeah. When when uh, Phoebe started telling me everyone in that band, I was like, whoa, I think I've only seen like four or five of you at once. Um, but it was great. That is Terrell, Tevin, uh, Mark, Eric, oh, and Toby. Um, so those are uh, some of the bands I like right now. Oh, man, off the top of my head, that's... Those are my favorites, I think. I just saw, oh, I just, Jesus and the Dinosaurs is a very great psych rock band, Las Pulgas. I just saw last night. They are an amazing surf punk band. Uh, I was very happy to get their shirt finally after like almost a year of trying to track one down. Um, it was like trying to get Mew in Pokemon Go. Or so I hear it because I haven't gotten Mew in Pokemon Go. But I do have the Pulgas shirt. Um, yeah, on the spot, it's hard to name off. Uh, other bands yeah sacramento is like a very vibrant scene right now and it's very amazing to see and be a part of oh shit lucky you is from Pla from placerville lucky you is like this uh grunge punk band um they're extremely awesome um i i love those guys that band is amazing you should check them out as well i think it would be specifically more up your alley too um it's it's really good all right Sounds good, man. Well, um, and also shout out to uh, a band called Kreska. They don't exist anymore, but I got to see them. Oh, and, yeah. And they're pretty badass at the time. Um, yes, Kreska turned into uh, Nazumi Ona, which uh, had their their last show a couple of months ago. Uh, that is uh, Brianna Carmel, who runs 916 Growth Gigs. Uh, they're a very awesome person. And uh, they do a lot for the scene, which is awesome. They host, they've hosted plenty of winning jet ski shows, and they gave Car Crash Hearts their first show uh, late last year. That's awesome, man. Um, as we wind down here, uh, the one thing I'm going to say is I, I even said it last week on the show. Um, I definitely love all you guys, and as I continue to work on my own music, I'm going to say, hey, man, Itagad, I want you to play something on this song, you know. So Yeah, I would love to. I just want to let you know that's coming uh, uh, one of these days. And also, this is this is a, a, a because this is the season finale of my live show oh. because, you know, I'm going to be having a little baby in uh, like two weeks yes, or something. Yes, so I heard. Um, and she's going to be a little punk rock baby. Um, yes. Uh, 
I mean, we got our uh, we got her a Nirvana onesie, but you know, we got <laughs> we we had to get an anti-flag one made because uh, they, 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 they don't actually sell those. So, uh, but we have, we have one of those too. Um, I'm saying this right now, though, my birthday. So, like I said, I've been 26 for seven years, but uh, my, yeah. my birthday I'm 21. is at the end of August, August 25th, and I already talked to right. House of Mary last night. I said, look, I want to try to put together a show for my birthday. You know, I haven't played live since 2010, 2011, and I want all my favorite bands to be there. So, uh, you know, I'm putting the word out right now. You know, uh, my favorite bands, Car Crash Hearts, Wayne Jetski, you know, uh, House of Mary, um, you know, just say, I'm just letting you know that's, awesome. that's coming up in the future. And I, I will let you know, it's probably going to be at the stag and I'm, All right, I haven't, cool. I haven't, I haven't even talked to anybody from the stag, but I, I want to make this happen. So I like would I love said, for that to happen. I haven't played at the stag, let alone been to the stag in very long. Yes. Um, it is the, the old haunt. It is, um, it is the bar equivalent of the Mona Lisa, uh, except yes. for Woodland. It is, uh, the, the most the famous, Kane the most famous alley in Yolo County. <laughs> yes. The, the most, uh, the most smoked out alley in the entire world, I believe. Yes. Um, yeah, you can check that, uh, if you'd like, but I'm, I'm like 98% certain. I, I think uh, the stag alley is, has been host to many a rap battles, many a smoke outs, uh, many a vomits, many a peas, um, probably a couple of poops in there too. Just yeah. saying. Um, there's plenty of, uh, awesome graffiti back there as well. well. Uh, you will see some who cares graffiti. Oh, who cares is my, uh, all time favorite rap group from Sacramento. They, uh, ended a couple of years ago, but that is another hip hop band that everyone should check out. All right. Well, we'll, we'll put it all down in the show notes. I will check them out. Um, so man, we're winding down here now. This is dude. I'm so glad that I, I was able to talk to you. Um, because you have everybody in the car now, I want to know, yeah. uh, all the gigs coming up, car crash hearts, Wayne Jetski, <laughs> Mo Melissa, uh, uh, I kill Cameron dandelion massacre. Who's playing where oh. and when? Dandelion Massacre has a show on Saturday at Colonial. Dandelion Massacre has a show Saturday at Cafe Colonial. And, uh, Wayne Jetski has two shows coming up. Wayne Jetski is playing... Uh, we're playing Chico in May. Oh, we're playing Chico in May. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about it yet, but we have a Holy Diver show coming up also. Oh, well, oh we God. have a Holy Diver show, which I did know about. That's, Holy I believe, shit. for the pop-up Tuesdays. Holy shit. So Wayne Jetski will be coming at you. Car Crash Hearts uh, will be practicing a little more and learning new songs and making sure they have a stable drummer and if not, a more stable situation for performing songs. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, man. Melissa Schiller has no shows yet, um, but we will inform everybody when they happen. Hit us up for shows. Please. Well, you so said, glad you said you she like has a show, show, right? She has a. Oh, yeah. 
A KDVS show. KDVS. Davis, California, yeah. 90.3, the greatest station, the greatest radio station still existing today. And when when can people hear this show? Uh, when was that again? People can hear it alternate Mondays, 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. Yeah, alternate Mondays, 2.30 to 4.30 p.m. That's, this Monday. Yes, this coming Monday, you can hear it. Uh, she plays a lot of local music. She updates on shows that are coming around within the next two weeks. Um, so it's really cool. She's been able to play exclusive songs uh, by such acts as The Moans featuring Danny Secretion of the Secretions. Um, they gave her a awesome song to play. Um, she's gotten other tracks from various other local artists. Uh, oh, The Polly Orchids. She was able to play The Polly Orchids intro song to their new album uh, before it released. Nice. So that was a treat for everybody. Well, shit, man. I'm so, like I said, I'm so glad that you decided to uh, be on the show. I'm glad you got off uh, got off work early for this. Um, yeah. So, Car Crash Hearts, that's Facebook.com slash The Car Crash Hearts. Yes. And Creepy Little We are eggs. on Spotify as well. Yes, on yes. Spotify. Subscribe. Uh, oh. fo- follow on Spotify. Uh creepylittlelegs.bandcamp.com. Um, yes. you have any new music coming out pretty soon? Um, so, Car Crash Hearts has a couple of songs that they would like to release as a single. So, they're both um, like minute-long songs. One of them might feature on a compilation that I'm doing. Uh, a couple of years ago, I did this compilation for my record label called Ship Pop, and it featured a lot of acts. It featured Wayne Jetski, the Rolling Blackouts. It featured a uh, track from Destroy Boys. It had a strange party on there. A lot of other people. It was uh, great. I released it uh, on tape to fan- great fanfare. We I sold out all tape, 38 man. copies. I yeah. I have one awesome. of the only copies. I- yeah, I don't have a copy. I, I wish I had a copy of that or even just a CD of all the songs. I didn't put it online or anything. But uh, I'm trying to release a 12-inch or 7-inch record. It's going to hopefully feature anywhere from 5 to 10 different acts. Um, I would like to get that pressed up. I hopefully will have a release show for it where it will be free with entrance. But that's going to be Shit Pop Recordings Volume 2. Volume 2. Well, man, I, I hope that uh, uh, I hope I can see you guys very soon. Um, like I said, I love all you guys. I'm so happy that um, you guys are continuing on, you know, with this music scene. Um, and, and also just, that, you know, there's so many, you know, I hate to speak negatively about other bands, but there's just so many bands that are just kind of just doing what everybody else is doing. And it's really nice to see people with their own unique creative vision um, doing what they do and uh, being successful at it. And I wish you guys all the greatest success. And like I said, coming up August, save the date because we're going to do a giant, we're going to do a, a, a we're going to blow up the stag. We're going to, we're going to break every law that uh, is okay. available in okay. California. Um <laughs> Uh oh! I guess we can't smoke weed because that's legal. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. August twenty fifth, correct? Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's a Tuesday or something. We might have to move it to a Saturday or a Friday. But uh, I think by that yeah. by that time, my little baby girl should be like three months old, and I could leave the house finally. 
So, <laughs> all right, cool, man. All right, yeah. well, I'm gonna let you. I'm, I'm gonna let you Ooh, guys. It's a Saturday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fucking a, man. That's 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 golden. That's Dag night. We're gonna do this, and that's and and me and JP and JK, we're gonna reunite. We're gonna do. Oh uh, shit. We'll do our old band, Drive By Turkey. Uh, the legend. Oh, that's way before I, I know you. Then. The legendary Drive By Turkey from. I've heard of it. Two thousand one to two thousand three. Uh, later became Gifted Allies, but uh, uh, you know, and I love Ryan. Ryan was the bassist in same time, but um, you know, he's got two kids, and uh, you know, the synergy between me and the double Justin Combustion uh, is just uh, too much to too much to <laughs> uh, deny. And uh, like I said, I haven't played with those guys in a long time, but uh, I mean, all we we don't even have to have any songs. We could just play and, and do some shit. And I want this to happen. So, like I said, I'm uh, I'll let you guys know. Um, other than that, I hope the uh, all you guys uh, have a great night, and uh, I will tell everybody about all your bands and keep making music, keep putting out music, uh, because like I said, I'm I'm number one fan. So yeah, dude. Uh, same to you. I'm very glad to see that you've kept up with art and especially social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I like your photography as well. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, dude. I hope there is a sequel to uh, The Briefcase or something like it. But yeah, dude, I appreciate all of this. Thanks for hitting me up for this. This was fun. All right, man. Well, like I said, you guys have a good night and I will talk to you soon. All right, you too. Bye on three, everybody. One, two, three. Bye. 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 All right. All right. Thanks, Andy. Cool. Dad. All right. All right. Peace out. Have a great night. You too, man. Oh, dude. How fucking great was that, man? How fucking great was that? What a great interview. That guy, man, he's so, uh, I don't even have to talk. You know, he's got uh, a little bit more ADD than me. Um, so yeah, man, everybody, thanks for uh, watching the show and participating in it. And even the people that like to talk shit, like, whatever, man. Like, in the beginning, I was really pissed off, and I was like, fuck these guys, man. Like, I haven't had this, like, shit going on since high school, but now I'm like, dude, whatever, whatever. I mean, I just do what I do. You can talk shit if you want, whatever. I mean, you could do your own show, too. You know, I, I would challenge you if you don't like what I'm doing, just do something better or don't do anything at all. Cause in the end, none of it fucking matters. Um, so like I said, I don't know when I'm going to come back. Like I got a child to raise and shit. Um, but I got music I'm working on. Uh, I took some videos at house of Mary's show last night. I'm going to do more photography, uh, hit up divergent revolution on Instagram and, uh, dot com, <laughs> I guess. And, uh, um, oh yeah. And my buddy, little Joe Pittman, uh, uh, I talked to him recently. He may or may not be doing something pretty soon. I'm not really sure, but I'm, I'm here to help him out, uh, any way I can. Uh, he's, he's such a good friend of mine. Um, even after all that shit that went down on the radio show, we've still been in contact and, uh, I really appreciate little Joe 
and uh, he's been an inspiration to all of us. So even if you don't like me, hit up Little Joe. Tell him that you want to hear him. You want to hear him do like a radio show or something because I think that that would be awesome. And if any positive thing that would come out of me doing this would be Little Joe Pittman doing his own show, well, shit, I've done my job. So other than that, uh, that's it, man, going into Internet and Internet world and uh i'll see you guys later